Sontrea and Jen. Welcome to Positively Mommin. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> Again. Here we are. We had a little bit of a break. We've had a lot going on sickness-wise. Yes. Oh, man. The germs. We've both. The germs. We've had tons of germs. Mm-hmm. For those of you guys that are listening, you probably have experienced it too, but both yes. Jen and I had a week pretty much a week of household germs with our kiddos. Yep. We had um, the last day my son was sick for four days in a row running 103 plus fever. Yeah. Um, I thought my daughter escaped it and literally the next day she started. So it was like a back to back um, over a week of germs. Uh, Yeah. Same same week. <laughs> Actually, almost our whole poor neighborhood. Yeah, the whole street. The whole street experienced what we um, experienced in our houses, too. Um, my husband was out of town last week, and I was flying solo, and my oldest uh, my oldest was the one that was complaining that he wasn't feeling well. Took his temp. It was low grade, but he was complaining like he just you could tell he didn't feel well. And for whatever reason, I said, I'll just, I'm just going to look and see how um, my youngest is feeling. And sure enough, he had a higher fever. That's so crazy. Um, the little was fine. Yeah. She was good. It was just the boys and they were pretty miserable. Well, it's, it's the struggle. I feel like this time of year, it's uh, especially with, you know, I've got a first grader. So yeah. I, every single day, I'm like, wash your hands. Don't put your hands in your mouth. He was sent home on a Thursday and he was one of three kids sent home with 101 or more just from his class. Wow. That's what's so scary about the germs and yuck. Yeah. But, I mean, it's such as life. We all went through it. Yeah. We all went through it. We're all the opposite end of it now. Yeah. Um, and all better, but it definitely took us all a little bit of um, a hot minute to kind of get here. Yeah. So, so here we are. So here we are. <laughs> Had a little break. We're going to get into right away. We're going to get into our take five high five. Take five high five. So right. Jen, you want to start? Oh. Okay. So my take five, let's start with that. Um, I feel like, um, well, we were just talking about this because I've got lots of awesome, fun things going on. Um, but I was just talking to my husband a little bit before I was on my way over here. And I feel like it's very hard for me to focus right now because I have lots of things, um, just lots of things going on. Yeah. Uh, like I said, good. And I'm very excited about everything. But I feel like because I'm so excited and passionate about all these things, I'm finding it difficult to focus on one thing at a time. I love, 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 love doing a million things at once. That Not at once, but, you know, just um, hopping back and forth. Being busy. The, butter, yeah. the butterfly effect. Oh, yeah. That's what, That's um, a good movie. Yeah, the, my husband calls me a butterfly because I constantly just, like, flutter from one task to another. Oh. Um, and I love that because I get bored easily. So it's nice for me to go from, you know, doing something with photography to something with health and fitness. Yeah. And, you know, all these things, jumping back and forth. But... Um, right now I'm at the very beginning stages of all these things. So it's hard for me to see or feel accomplished because I'm not checking as many things off my list as I want. So, um, you know, you're, and you're, I think it's interesting when I think about people, Kenny and I were talking a lot about this today at lunch as far Mm -hmm. as like having that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. It's different when you work for a corporation because you got, you have the punch list, you know, you have the card, but. When you're a entrepreneur, yeah. <laughs> like you are, yeah. you're creating that. Yep. So it's hard when you already a butterfly through certain right. thoughts to sit and write it down right. and focus it because it's you. So that's what, um, you know, one of the goals, obviously this is becoming a long take five, but, um, but um, I think that, you know, I need to get things out of my head and put them to paper and make more space in my head for other things because I feel like I have a business plan um, for, uh-huh. for each, you know, thing that I'm working, working on, on right now. 
Um, and, you know, some of it is written, but not all of it. And, you know, I really need to think about what my mission is so that I really have um, a good, you know, strong, solid foundation built for these new adventures. <laughs> yeah. So what was your high five? My high five is I think I, um, well, both kids were sick, but we are like back in full swing of, I think my daughter, we have like, so you guys all know from listening, my daughter is a little feisty <laughs> and, um, we have developed this new afternoon activity of like a mermaid bath. We have these Crayola color drop tablets yeah. that make the bath colors, uh, that we got for Christmas. And we put a blue and a, well, it looks purple, but I guess it's blue and pink, and it makes a purple bathtub, and she brings her mermaid Barbies in, and this is before nap, so this is like, she gets home from school, I give her bath, this also works with the germs, because it's like, I'm literally yeah, rinsing yeah. all that off before she gets in her jammies to go down for a nap, and I noticed a difference in her attitude. Really? Like, I don't know if it's the relaxing, calming, soothing warm bath before nap but she's you know just giving me um a real easy time going down for a nap it's not this big struggle it's just and it's only like I said it's only been two or three days but we'll she, take it yes two or three days of this mermaid bath high five, high five. <laughs> small I, wins high five small wins, wins. yeah, yeah. That's so, all. yeah so how about you take five high five uh, I'd say my my take five was definitely similar like last week um with all all of the sickness I had to um take a uh, several times. I actually was proud of myself. I, I kind of get overwhelmed um, a little bit when my husband goes out of town because um, I think I can like conquer the right. world. Um, and I was proud of myself because I didn't over like extend myself while he was gone, right. which is what I normally do. But my take five was definitely when the kids were sick and I got sick. So I had to hold off on going to the doctor myself right. because I wanted to make sure they were good. And I took a sick day, um, took them both to the doctor, got them settled and situated, and then I took myself to the urgent care. And um, and that's the first time like in the whole week I felt like I could breathe because I was like, okay, well now I'm finally going to get some relief. Yes. I had a terrible ear <clears throat> infection. Um, and if you've ever had an ear infection, you know that you just it's really legit. can't function. Super painful. Yeah. It's so painful. So I had an ear infection. I was sick. And then I was trying to take care of two kids who one clearly did have the low end of the flu. We all got our flu shots, but he still got type A. And the second had the stomach viral. I had the stomach viral and the, um, earache. And all I kept on thinking is we have to keep my daughter, like our daughter, healthy, well, healthy, mm -hmm. um, and, oh, my gosh, she was amazing that week. So, like, you know how, you know, the stars align in the sense right. of, like, all I need, dear Jesus, yeah, is it's to for her to stay healthy. toddler breakdown yes. and for her to be healthy. <laughs> so that was my, my take five. I definitely had that day I remember taking a deep breath, and the doctor's like, I can't believe you've met your pain <laughs> level. Oh, like, my gosh. Give me anything, please. Help yes. me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, and... My take, my high, high five, five uh -huh. my high five would probably be this weekend. We had a, not probably, it absolutely would be. So on top of all of that, you guys, you know, my husband gets home on Friday and we leave that evening on Friday evening, heading straight to um, Greenville, North Carolina for a soccer tournament. Both of our boys were playing in it and um, we survived. <laughs> Eight, in the cold. In the very, very cold. Yeah. Um, eight, eight soccer games because both teams made it to the championship. That's amazing. So, seriously, that's exciting. Associated through them, um, you know, because it brings us so, and it does, it brings us so much joy, brings me so much joy to see them love something and achieve yeah. because they work so hard for it. And so both teams made it to the championship, but Brody's team won. That's amazing. And they are playing two ages up. Oh, wow. um, and the last game was a nail biter. I know. They oh my were gosh. Down 
at the end, and in 10 minutes, they scored three goals to win. That is amazing. It was awesome. Aww. It was so awesome to see their little faces. Aww. And then um, Braxton's team made it to the championship. They ended up um, not winning that final game, and it, but were runner-up. And they, that team, has been through, like, a lot of change. So right. it was great to see them come together in every tournament that his team has made it to the championship. So it's a lot to yeah. be proud of. Um, but I was sad for him because they didn't win because I know they wanted to, but, but you know, they walked away with a medal. And, right. And it was such a good weekend. So, Aww. and it was, it was Kenny's birthday and <laughs> we won a lot. So I feel like, you know, the high, despite our exhaustion, right. the high was pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I was worried when, because I knew that you guys had this tournament, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and both boys are sick, and now they're down, like, you know, are they going to be able to play in all of these soccer games, and they nailed it, yeah, so that was awesome, I feel like kids are so resilient, because oh I know for sure when I'm sick, it takes me like a month to get like oh. full-blown back to my active self, <laughs> yeah, me, because like, yeah. I, I didn't work, I worked out on Monday, and last week, and then I didn't work out, mm-hmm. Because I was sick the whole right. weekend on the steroid, and the steroid's telling me, like, I'm She-Ra, that I can do it, <laughs> yes. my body is telling me no. Right, yes. Moving so I, furniture. <laughs> I literally move furniture, yes. you guys. She I was mean, like, I can do it. <laughs> I Marco Polo gin. I was like, see what I just did? I also moving furniture. I also hung, like, 400 <laughs> shirts. I also, I also Insta-storied that yeah. because I was speed hanging, oh showing my, my retail expertise to everyone. Oh, my gosh. But, that's um, so funny. But it was all the steroids, you guys. It literally <laughs> had me all jacked up. Um, so I didn't work out. And then, you know, here's Wednesday. Normally, I, I'm hardcore working out, and I have had – Zero motivation, um, which is what the theme of our pod Let's today. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it. Our pod is going to be, um, the title of our pod today is called Unslumping. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a lot about um, getting out of a slump, give you some, share some very valuable um, ways to get out of a slump and then talk through goals and, and basically health and fitness to you know, really kick it into gear past January. You know, we in the last pod talked about, you know, how do we conquer January and we're going to wrap wrap up the, the month with talking about, about that today. Um, but before we do that, we wanted to share a quick segment of sharing a positive story with you guys. We thought we'd add this into the pod um, each episode. And so we're going to share the good in the world because there's not always a lot of it. So I thought this story was pretty cool. So, um... So, former presidential chef, here's the title, (laughs) former presidential chef uses lottery win to feed the homeless. I thought this story was pretty awesome. He's actually in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is pretty cool. Um, He's a former chef for President Trump, Obama, Clinton, and George Bush, and international royalty. His name is... uh, Roberto Mendoza, he won the $250,000 lottery prize in plans to feed the homeless. He grew up in El Salvador during the war in the 80s, and he said that food wasn't easy to come by, and that he was even kidnapped for a couple of months. Oh my gosh. So his quote is, I know what it's like to be hungry. He said, I told myself that when I, when I was a teen, that if I'm ever in a position to give back, I do everything I can to make sure no one else has to go hungry. Wow. I thought that was awesome. That is amazing. I feel like uh, Zachary, my son came home today and he was talking about, um, what was the, the exact phrase he used? I thought it was giving back. or um, Is it a part of their positivity yes, project? Yes, what was it today? Or this week, I feel like it is something because he he went through the whole line of like you know it's like when I do or uh, paying it forward. That's what he said. He's like, yeah, we're learning about paying it forward, and I was like, oh, that's excellent. Do you understand the concept of paying it forward? And he's like, yeah, like you know, if I do something nice for you, you do something nice for Daddy. Daddy does something nice for Alexa. Alexa does something nice for Liam, who's our neighbor. (laughs) Like, and then you know he went through his whole family, and he was like, yeah, that's what paying forward is. And I was like, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Let's awesome. do it. Let's pay it forward. Let's pay it forward. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's he, awesome. Well, he's paying it forward. He is, I ho- and that means it'll it's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Well, it already has by yeah. him winning that. That's right. amazing. 
So we talked about the fact that we, um, you know, I mentioned we're um, a little bit of a slump, um, <laughs> but that we were talking, you know, our, our podcast today is about unslumping. I found this funny quote that I thought was pretty cute um, by Dr. Seuss where it says, um, when you're in a slump, you're not in for much fun. Unslumping yourself is not easily done. <laughs> and I thought, that's true. Yeah. Like, um, some people stay in slumps for a really long time. Now, I, I can usually bounce back. But this start of this new year has been pretty hairy for me. Um, so, I thought I'd share um, this really great article that I found on ink.com. Um, and you can read the article, but I'm just going to kind of highlight through some of the key points that I thought were pretty amazing. But, you know, as I think as moms, working moms, stay-at-home moms, uh, I, I was thinking about myself and we always do all obviously for others and it's pretty easily you can pretty easily get burnt out and I think what happens for me is I go through all the holidays go 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 right get reinvigorated for the new year mm -hmm. start on something great and new focused on me and then I hit a wall so the slump <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in this almost. <laughs> um, and I was reading about something, and I said, you know, I'm going to start a new book. So I said, okay, I'm going to start this new book, and I did. I started this new book by John C. Maxwell. Um, uh, if you've never heard of him, look him up. Um, I'll share the book that I'm I'm reading. Um, it's called The Fifteen Invaluable Laws of Growth, and um, it's great. It's awesome, and you basically start with an activity first, and you read a chapter a week, do the activity for the you know for that week, and it's to help cultivate you know the experience, but also to ingrain you know what you're learning, and then you do the next. So I started this last week or the week before, and I did it, and the big focus for the first um, chapter was start now. And so what I thought was really cool about this book, I mean, I took notes, Jen, like nobody's business. I highlighted it. Um, I, I mean, you can see all the notes here. I have the book in front of me. But um, basically, the first uh, chapter is focusing on applying the law of intention to your life. I love, I love that. That is one of my biggest goals in life and missions like is to just be intentional with my time and yeah I yeah just, yeah and I sat there same thing as you when I read I was like oh my gosh and so it talks through gaps and there's several gaps that your first exercise is to identify the gaps that you have in your life and there's an assumption gap there's a knowledge gap a timing gap I'm not going to go through all of them. I highlight, I'll definitely highlight some of this on our social media so mm -hmm. you can take a look at it. Um, but I highlighted a couple of those gaps. And one of the gaps I'll share with you guys is that I was like, I don't know how to grow. So it's interesting because it's true. Like when you think about it, we go through kind of the day-to-days of everything and he said this in this book, and I just was like, holy moly. Um, many people learn only from the school of hard knocks. And diff difficult experiences teach them lessons the hard way. And they change, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. The lessons are random and difficult. It's much better to plan your growth intentionally. You decide where you need or want to grow, you choose what you will learn and you will follow through with discipline going at the pace you set. And so I highlighted that as you can see. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. Well, and that's kind of where I, you know, was really focused on that particular gap because it wants you to find the gap. So long story short, um, not to go through all of this because we could spend hours talking about it. Um, the, the next part of this exercise is to just do it. And so you create this sense of urgency on what it is that you want to do within personal growth. And um, one of the things that I really liked was that um, basically he had a, this session where he said it's called do it now and that you create this sense of urgency by doing this one thing before you get out of bed every morning you say do it now 50 times and 50 I, times 50 oh times oh my gosh you get up and you say do it now 
do it now. Do it now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of times. (laughs) Yes. 50 times. And at the end of the day, before you go to bed, the last thing you should say is, do it now 50 times. Oh my goodness. That's intense. So the reason why you do that is that you create a tremendous sense of urgency within your own mindset and that you need to do it now. And you're saying doing it now based on those areas that you identify that you wanted personal growth, right? right? And you guys, personal growth could be that, yeah, you know, I just want to, you know, get through my day, you know, I want right. to cook Marie dinner. Kondo my house. <laughs> yeah, I want to cook dinner yeah. every night consistently right. between 5 and 7 p.m. Yeah. I want to, you know, I want to hang my laundry once a week consistently. Right. Do it now. Do it now. Because, right, we always say I'll do it later. Yeah. I mean, I know that was, I mean, that would, so anyway, so I got on this high, was going through this exercise for, you know, really valuable growth, identified my gaps on this high, started working through that. And I was feeling like on a mission. I mean, you should see, I mean, I've organized, I've, I'm like on fire. And then all of a sudden, just slump. Yeah, the the slump, and all of a sudden, like I just didn't. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna hear my dog. Sorry. <laughs> That's Bean. All right, Bean. Hi, Bean. Hi. Um, you're <laughs> you'll hear his jingle. That's okay. Um, but yeah, so that was like a big moment for me because it's like great. I and it didn't. I mean, I got sick. We got sick. You know, yeah. there's things that happen that right. derail you, and I think that's mom life. That's right. our exactly. life. Yep. So, um, that led me to today and really this week where I was like, I'm in this slump. How do I get out of it? So to share, and it'll segue really great into what Jen's going to be sharing with you guys too. So, um, again, I referenced John Maxwell's book. I'll highlight that on our social media. You can take a look at it. It's a really good book. Um, and so 13 ways to break out of a slump and get motivated. So the first is acknowledge it. Um, so I, yep. def- I'm here, <laughs> world. talking about it, acknowledging, <laughs> acknowledging because, um, we all have it and we all go through lows. And I think that a lot of the time when you're in the low, you feel alone. Like yeah. you don't think that anyone else is going through it, but, um, people are, and it's definitely a feeling. It's yeah. this heavy, like feeling. Well, and I think it's also... I mean, I'm I'm not talking about the article and reading the article, but when you say acknowledge it, it makes me, um, I don't know, I always think that sometimes as moms, we don't think it's okay to be in a slump. We don't, we don't have time to be in a slump. Okay. We don't have time for this. And I think that to acknowledge it, but also take it one step further to say it's okay to, you know, need a minute or, yeah. you know, I just... To acknowledge it. Well, you just nailed it for the second <laughs> one, which is accept it. Yeah. Um, and to say a couple of things to yourself like, um, this won't last forever. This too shall pass. Right. Um, but you're right. Say that is, is you, you acknowledge it, you accept it. Um, it's okay to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like I said that to myself this week a couple of yeah. <laughs> times. Um, and to just accept it, okay? Like I said, I literally said I got, I have got nothing. I got no motivation. Um, this is where I'm at. Um, and then be open to letting it go. Um, there are some people that are stuck in a perpetual victim mode. Um, and it, it's funny. It says that, um, but you have, you know, you have to, to move on and, um, be open to letting it go. Acknowledge it. You accept it and say, okay, now, I always tell my kids I put it in the bubble and blow it away. Yeah. Um, and have that like kind of visual of it. Right. Um, and that's kind of how I feel like I, you know, what I end up doing. I use I when I'm letting it go. I usually put on some kind of music that makes me angry. Like I. (laughs) 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 We both were. Oh my gosh, we did. Well, oh my gosh funny angry music we were talking i have a side note playlist for my like spin classes that are pretty relatively clean and then i have my running playlists that are like (laughs) (laughs) 
like, are they saying any words that are not curse words? <laughs> um, they something about it. That f bomb just gets me moving. <laughs> I know, I know, and I don't think that you and I probably curse yeah. much at all. But there is, I my go to is Eminem. Yeah. Like, oh my I, gosh, it's we were. Rob was like, I was like, look at my running playlist. It's on fire, and he's like. There's like four Eminem songs out of 12 songs like on this playlist. And I was like, yeah, Eminem is my jam. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, yeah. I have, And I mean, there's just something about like, I, I get it. I know not everyone likes yeah. Eminem, but when I listen to his lyrics, uh, there are in certain songs. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like all those feelings that you yeah. feel like you just want to. He's an pay. angry dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's totally not a positively mom. No. <laughs> he is not listening to this no, podcast right now. he's not listening to this podcast at all. But yeah, so that's how I, that's something I used to help let, let it go. <laughs> I don't listen to Frozen. Yeah. Like you, probably thought, you probably thought I was going to say, I don't listen to Frozen, but that is not the case. I listen to Eminem. Now, all you mamas out there, go try it, okay? Go listen. Or, or find a punching bag, yeah, but I personally right. like like Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the fifth way to break out of a slump is to don't throw a pity party. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it says you tell more and more people about how unfair, unfair things are. You want their pity. You know, it's, I, I know people, this is like a mixed bag, but I, I do believe that those people who constantly talk about how bad it is, need acknowledgement and yeah. validation don't you well they haven't they haven't nailed the first two steps yeah the yeah. knowledge piece and the accepted I feel like um you know if you've accepted it you can you can let it go yeah and I feel like if you haven't gotten through those steps it's hard because then they throw a pity party yeah <laughs> because yep. they haven't really hit those yeah. um first few steps but I feel like um, I have very little patience for pity parties and I know that we all have them sometimes, oh, gosh, yeah. but I feel like, um, no matter what your circumstance is, someone always has it worse than you. And that's always my, whether that's positive or morbid or, you know, <laughs> negative or whatever it is, that is one of the outlooks that I have. And not that I don't want to sound like I'm hard on people or myself. I am hard on myself, but. Yeah, we'll go far. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like, you know, suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> you know, that's well, what I feel like. <laughs> well, it says cancel your pit pity party. Yeah. <laughs> Focus on getting out of it instead. Yeah. Um, I mean, we do. I I definitely, I think, um, I mean, I agree with you. I I think we all, we have to talk about it. Yeah. But, at, but there are some, I know, that that's all they talk about. And I think there's deep-rooted parts of it. But listen... Like, we all go through slumps. We all have bad days. We all have, and sometimes it'll last longer for others. I think this is that, this part is actually pretty important because if you can acknowledge it, let it go, and then don't throw the pity party. Like, you find the way to uplift it, then mm -hmm. you'll be good, which is what leads to the sixth point here, which is go on a positive mental diet. I love it. I love that. I love um, it. Hey, we're positively here we are. here. So, um, it says, I like this part. While I was talking to my friend and trying to help him get out of his slump, he started to tell me about all the terrible things that were currently going on in the world. It turns out that he's been watching the news a lot, and his mind is getting filled with negativity, and it's making things worse. Mm. So I went almost on a 100% like social media break yeah. this weekend. Um, we were too busy anyway, so I and I only filled it at the end of the night going to bed, but I didn't read anything. I just posted pictures. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it was awesome. I, you know, I have this love-hate relationship with social media, and actually I was watching uh, someone that I really like to follow on Instagram, and um, she had said she was referencing the Oprah the soul. Oh, oh my gosh. Soul um, sessions. Yeah, soul sessions. Yeah. And she was saying that one of the things um, she heard on the podcast was about, um, and I listened to that podcast as well, um, about how some of the things that, you know, maybe we're not even realizing that we're judging people for as we look through social media um, are a lot of the things that we try and strengthen in our own selves. Bam. Mind blown. Right? 
Wow. When you're looking at these things on Facebook and you're, you know, judging them and you're like, oh, well, that's a weakness that they have, you Hmm. actually want to and are, like, determined to strengthen that in your own self. But one of the things that um, she was talking about was kind of like, and I feel like this is going around right now, where if it doesn't make you feel good on social media, unfollow them, unfriend them. If there's a lot of posts, and I feel like that's been hard for me lately because there's a lot of things on social media that are, um, they're not bringing me joy. Yeah. And it's really hard to unfollow, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard for me to be on social media, but I don't want to completely remove myself either. Well, um, I think, I mean, I don't either. Mm -hmm. And I think us doing something like this where we really are focused on positivity is like that. Right. That, that's why we talked about wanting yep. to even do this, right? Yep. We know that there's so much of the opposite end of the spectrum right. that it would be good to have like, talk about some things that are uplifting and good right. to take all of our minds off of all the noises yeah. out there. Um, but this one stuck out for me a lot. I think it's important to take breaks and to not... If you're sharing every detail of your day and life on social media and not with someone one-on-one, -on -one, then that's the first recommendation I would use that to, right. to change Step that. away. Step away <laughs> yeah. um, from that because um, having a face-to-face -face conversation right. is going to go so much further in your life and in your day. Yeah, posting a random post to 300 people that you don't see. Well, and the other piece to that puzzle is it doesn't feel awkward. And I mean, I do the same thing because there are things that I post on Facebook. I don't know that I'm necessarily um, an overshare, but there are times that sometimes like, oh, you know, we went to get pumpkins or whatever. And it's like you're in conversation with someone later on, maybe two days after. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, so this weekend we went pumpkin picking and... And we're like, oh, but you saw that on Facebook, right? Like, is, there's that awkward moment of like, yeah, you probably saw it. And then that person's like, oh, crap, I did see that. But did I like their post? Like, you know, and it's this like, oh, no. Like, you know, like, it puts this like extra added stress on us that we're not even realizing. So true, yeah. You know, like, it's like, oh, my gosh, did I look did it? I did yeah. see that you went pumpkin picking, but I don't know if I liked your post. And it's like, I might have just skimmed by it because I was like, you know, had a toddler in my, you know, yeah. pocket or whatever it was but it's just things that we didn't have to deal with 20 years ago or yeah it's, a, it's completely but. but I think too, I think that it's there's just a lot to be said if you try it like yeah. I, I would say that that's probably what we'll say is our six degrees this yeah you know this at the end of the pod but I would try do the positive mental diet right. meaning you remove the negativity so find where that is um whether it's in your mind or like in this example you know, he's in a slump, mm -hmm. but he was watching the news. Yeah. So it's not feeding your soul any right. joy if you're already in the slump to be them watching right. that kind of stuff. Like, I had come off of a pretty hard week. Um, you know, kids sick, I'm sick, lots of other outside stress outside of that. Husband's out of town. And this weekend, all I wanted to do was be present with my kids, enjoy these really awesome moments, be present with my husband. It was his birthday. And sleep. Yeah. You know, like, can get some rest. Right. And so I just reset. didn't reset, you know. So um, I really like that. The next is raise your energy level. Um, move a muscle, change a thought. Um, if the old, you know, mm -hmm. saying, they say move a muscle, change a thought. Go for a walk. Do a quick workout. Do a few push-ups. Um, just a quick little reset. Yeah. I am... Um, I stood outside and closed my eyes and looked at the sun today. Oh. Like, just because uh, I was like, I need some vitamin D because it's mm -hmm. so cold. It's so cold. And I need, you know, needed that. And that, that definitely did help. But also what helped me to raise my energy was when I was working, I turned on music. Mm -hmm. So, and that helped, you know, kind of, you know, you know, raise my, <laughs> raise my mood elevation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Number eight is think it because everything in life is a lesson. It's just up to you to see it that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where I come to when you and I were talking about right. all the things going on in our lives right now. Um, I definitely try to take some perspective and think through like, why is this happening? And um, 
what can I be thankful from this lesson? And I had said, you know, Jim was asking me if I was okay because I had posted. Like I have to sometimes remind myself to that I have to let God be. Like I have yeah. to let it be. Like I, I am out of your control. I, it's not in my control, mm-hmm. and I have to trust that. And um, I'm a control freak, so that's not always easy. Well, you know what? I've been thinking a lot about that term, control freak. <laughs> I really have been, and because I, I. I don't like it because I think that everyone is a control freak. It is human nature to want to control things. Yeah. It just depends on your personality what you would like to control. And I feel like that's one of the things. So um, Mm -hmm. one of there's lots of unhealthy things that you can want to control, but there's lots of healthy things that you can want to control. And I feel like if you put that effort and energy towards something healthy, it doesn't have to be a control freak, you know, like quote unquote freak, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it could be like, you know, a control angel or whatever, you know, like, I don't know. It's just a different, yeah. Although a freak it could be good or bad too, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. you know, you know, that's a very, very positive yeah. way to look at that. Right. And you're right. Um, I mean, because what I'm trying to control is not any anything bad. What I'm trying to control is just preventing life right. from becoming chaotic, right? right. Where there's a lot of change um, in your life, whether it's work, personal, etc. So, um, so yeah, I I definitely got to the point where today where I was thinking it and saying, okay, I I understand. There's a journey in it. Mm-hmm. Um, surround yourself with positive people. Um, Jim, Ron, this is a quote from him. It says, you, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That's, well, I feel like I've seen a lot of that lately. Like you are your circle and if there's people in your circle that you don't want to be around, you know. Yeah, you have to. It's time to move. Sometimes yeah. that's really hard. Oh my gosh. You know, that's I feel like, yeah, that's really hard. hard. It is. It's hard because I think it's in human nature that. You, for most people, well, I'm an inclusive person. Yeah. So to not, to remove someone from my circle would take a lot. Yeah. I literally will give someone the shirt off my back. I've always just been that way. Right. And, um, and that's how I, how I am. Now, my circle's small. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my circle's full of trust is the ring of the, the circle trust. trust. The circle of um, trust. But... When I read that quote, I was like, huh, mm-hmm. you know, like that was a, a, a stopping point for me too. But yeah, sometimes you do, you have to remove those that don't fill it mm-hmm. with the right stuff, Yeah, you know, um, because yeah. it can be stifling. So it says this one might be hard at first. Who wants to be around a really happy person when you feel like dirt, but it's crucial. <laughs> <laughs> so take a look at whom you are with the most and what their attitudes are like. And if they're negative, make some changes. Um, I like this one. Number 10 is shock your system. Sometimes it's a matter of changing everything. Sometimes it's a matter of just changing one thing. Um, For example, are you a night owl? Try waking up early for a week. That's cool. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, Are you super serious? Make laughter a priority for a few days. Lighten up. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe, maybe I need to be more serious. Yeah. <laughs> How funny would that be? My husband would think that would be really entertaining yeah. if I, all of a sudden I come home and everything I say is super serious. <laughs> I can't even imagine. He, yeah. yeah. What's going on, I don't Jen? think that most people take me too seriously. <laughs> well, we laugh a lot. I yeah, have to. Like, I I, we gotta find the yeah. The joy. The joy in everything we do. Well, I thought that this one was cool too because it says that when we're in a rut that, um, that we typically slowly get worse and worse and get comfortable in the rut. And so you have to do something that shocks your system. So doing something opposite of what you're nor- you normally right. would do helps do that. Um, number 11, help someone else. So, you know, give back, pay it forward, yeah. kind of what we were talking yeah. about before. Um, well, that just takes the focus off the wanting to throw a pity party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone's, yeah. like I said, probably in a different kind of rut than you are. Right. Um, but they say that it's, 
replacing the negative with a positive, right? Mm-hmm. When you're doing something for someone else, right? Um, which I which I think I I really like. Mm-hmm. Number twelve, be grateful. Um, that's definitely where I'm at right now. My current um rut <laughs> and slump. Um, that uh, it's sometimes it's really important to have all forms of gratitude. And I will tell you, see, being in this rut, I have not done my workouts or my meditations daily and that mm-hmm. always impacts me too I sound like such a yogi I know <laughs> well, it's funny because I feel like um you know I have read that when you're when you're grateful and this was actually a mindset I read this a, a long time ago maybe a few years ago anyway I was in Barnes and Noble which is funny because I don't go there very often but I went there this past weekend I love going there. It I just it, it feeds my soul. I love the way it smells. Uh, we were in there as a family of four, and the kids sat at the kids' table, and my husband and I just kept, like, switching back and forth. Like, he would go look for books, and then I would go look for books, and then we all sat at the table, and the kids were, like, loving it. Zachary read his first chapter book. He pretty much read, like, half of it there, and Alexa was looking at all the fun, you know, fun, yeah. books or whatever. But um, one of the books that I read a while back when I went to Barnes and Noble was about gratitude and how um, pretty much your when you are grateful and being grateful and showing gratitude, it's really hard to be or let any negativity in. So it's like you're just so focused on that gratitude. And I feel like that has been my journey since I left the corporate world. Like I have just been every single day, no matter like my kids are like crazy and I've got like spaghetti in my hair or whatever it is. Like (laughs) I am literally like overflowing with gratitude that I can't even be stressed or frustrated or like it's just really hard for me because it's like. I am so grateful to be in the position that I'm in right now. And yeah. it's like, that's how I feel. But I know that, you know, back this time last year, I was in a big, huge rut, you yeah. know, like, but, mm-hmm. and I probably had to go through all these steps and I probably made it to pity party and that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> but, you know, now I'm just in a different situation and I'm very grateful for that. But yeah. it's yeah. really, I, I, um, I think I mentioned this in the, in the pod too, but, um, before, but, um, the moment that I found how powerful being grateful was, um, really kind of changed a lot for me. Um, I've, I don't feel like my, my parents did a, you know, a great job raising us. I don't think that they ever emphasized on, um, they taught us manners and stuff, but they, we talked about giving thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like great being grateful is a little bit different, mm-hmm. and I think that's partly because they grew up so they grew up with without, and so mm-hmm. did I. And so you don't really say grateful a lot because you're just trying to get by. But I'll never forget when I did read this book and same, same kind of similar thing. It was talking about the power of gratitude and you know just saying your daily affirmations of gratitude. And when I started saying those things, like you said. I didn't think I was ever a negative person, but the negativity that I may on a day-to-day, you know, experienced or allowed in really didn't happen. It's true. And I, good things started to come in, like good things started to happen. And, you know, I would strongly encourage, you know, whether you're in a rut or not, if you haven't tried this, like, if you don't have a gratitude, and I know that sounds cliche now because so many celebrities and stuff doing this, but we're talking mom to mom right now. Mm-hmm. Give yourself that moment to write it down or at least to say it. You know, if you pray, do it in your prayers. If you don't pray, you know, you meditate, do it in your meditation. If you don't do any of those things and don't believe in any of those things, then write it down. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how much, like, that one sentence, how much power that actually yeah. gives back. It's in- it is. I feel like I... I just have seen a very big shift in my mindset Mm -hmm. from that one phrase that I'm grateful or, you know, just, yeah. And I, I mean, I, that's something that I also instill in my kids, obviously on a different level. Like my daughter will throw a tantrum because I got her the wrong cliff bar (laughs) today. And it's like, are you not grateful for the cliff bar that I got for you? Because I can take it away. And I'm grateful 
<laughs> I mean, literally, yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Oh my Let's gosh, be yeah. grateful. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I I think it's uh, it's just yeah, it's um I there's so many times when I talk to someone and I hear how unhappy they are that I'll ask you know kind of slip in the question of so what's the thing today that you're happy about like what's mm-hmm. something and they'll stop usually and you know I'm their friend so I can yeah. keep it real with them like what's the one thing but okay yeah that all that that's also real bad but what's the one thing that brought you joy today right what's the one thing you got to do today right. because I always go with the mentality of what did I get to do today right. when I worked retail and I worked 60 plus hours a week weekend every holiday Every day I had to find a way to tell myself what I get to do and be grateful for it. So I got to put right. my kiddo to bed tonight. Mm-hmm. I got to eat breakfast with them um, and be thankful for even the small things. Yep. You know? Um, well, then last but not least is take action. It's time to take action. Yes, here we go. <laughs> You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So get on your way. <laughs> oh, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. All the life lessons from Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. But Always teaching. It it's kind of wraps up great to go into what we're going to talk about with you today. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it talks about what John Maxwell was telling me where it says start right now Mm -hmm. so um i love this it says that and as for willie mays how did he do during the horrible season in which he went over 24 he wound up breaking the national lead record for home runs and being named mvp and i thought that was pretty cool because in the slumps you learn from it right Mm -hmm. be grateful for it but there's usually like an amazing outcome out of it and like just take that moment, mm-hmm. you know, take action, figure out what it is, make some really smart goals and, you know, be strategic about them. Let everything else go. And, you know, it's time to get into the, the good parts yeah. of it. I love it. Yeah. It's good. Unslump Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> Way to unslump us. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, I think um, that kind of makes a good segue into our, I mean, a lot of people are hitting these slumps for lots of reasons, but a lot of people set, like we talked about, I think um, a lot of the New Year resolutions revolve around health and fitness. So a lot of people are now, January, what is it, the 30th, so um, I actually, this morning I was, I taught a class and I was like, oh, wow, like 22 people in here. And we only have like 25 working bikes or whatever. So I'm like, oh, gosh, I hope that I don't have to turn people away. But we have a huge class. So from, you know, before the new year, we've had probably about, I don't know, anywhere between 12 and 15 people showing up. And now we're at like, you know, 20 plus people coming to this class. And it's been like that since the beginning of January. So I started thinking about this a lot, you know, mm-hmm. today also. With, um, I'm so proud of these folks for coming and sticking it out. And I'm like crossing my fingers that they stick with it and that they realize that this is making them feel better and it's going to be a good thing if they, I mean, it doesn't have to be specifically the class that I'm teaching, but just stick with your fitness journey. Um, but I know we talked about a couple different goals and how to, best attack that for New Year's resolutions, but today I wanted to kind of focus on how to get through these fitness slumps and kind of go through um, some maybe more more in-depth ways to set goals and kind of keep you motivated Yeah, through that. Um, it's cold. Yeah, it is. It's cold. It's cold and I... I don't want to wear a tank top. It is. I know. <laughs> well, I know. So here's the thing. That was one of the things we talked about last time was your why. Yeah. And I feel like that I'm going to go back to that because, um, you know, I think I mentioned that it shouldn't um, or I, I always recommend it not being a number on a scale or something. It yeah. needs to be something yeah. like, you know, um, I don't know. Like for me, I'm a runner, so it's always nice to have like some sort of run, you know, this distance at this pace or whatever it is. Um, or it could be, 
you know, there's lots of other things that we'll talk about. But the, the first one that I have is set a goal that sets your soul on fire. So obviously that's going to be different for a lot of people because I feel like for runners, we're, it's a little bit easier for us. Because if you're passionate about running, even if you're not passionate about running, um, if you set a goal of like, I want to run a 5K, and the furthest that you've run right now has been around the block, you know, like, it's like you can see the progress and manage that progress. Um, whereas, you know, even like, you know, if you go to burn boot camp, it can be a go three times a week or, you know, and you can start with go one time a week and then it's five times a week or whatever. I want to work out five days a week. That could be your goal. I mean, it could that be was my goal, you know, a while. <laughs> it could be, I mean, and that's a piece of your goal. Yeah. It's not your why it's a yeah. piece of the goal, Yep. but something that literally you stand up and you just want to go because I feel like that's, um, one of the questions that people ask me all the time, like, how do you stay so motivated to work out? And to be honest, working out, I don't always want to do it. But I know when I'm done with it, my soul is like literally like overflowing because I feel like I can accomplish anything. And I know that we've talked about that with running and all that stuff. But it, the way that it makes me feel, it just gets me that mental clarity uh-huh. that you were talking about earlier that you wanted and it just sets me up to accomplish more than when I don't work out. I can, I can be the opposite, um, you know, of the uh, spectrum here, <laughs> yeah. um, and then yeah. kind of reel it back in. I can say that I have always been someone that's worked out, mm-hmm. but did I ever have a purpose for working out? For many, many years, that answer was no. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was a, you know, I danced in college. I was a I was a, you know, in the marching band in college. I ran, I played tennis. I did all of these things. I was very, very active um, and always kind of have been. But I never had a reason, Jen. Right. And so a couple years ago, my mom got really ill, very young, had a triple bypass surgery, and I had just had our third child, and I was approaching 40. And my why two years ago Um, you know, I wasn't, you know, I knew I had two, three years to 40 and I wanted to be, to keep up with my daughter. Right. Um, because she's already a handful. Um, but I did not want to put myself at risk for early detected heart disease Mm -hmm. now that I knew that it was there. So that was like a big why for me. Um, but I also had said, I want to look the best I've ever looked in my life at 40. I want to get into my forties and feel the fittest I've ever felt in my entire life. And I do, you know, like I do, that's, that's my why that I want to get through my forties being like on, on fire. Like I'm like, what? She's 40, but she can lift 50 pounds and run six miles. Yeah, that's right. At 40. Yep. Okay. 20. Yeah, two. something year old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta do what I gotta yeah, do, people. Like, exactly. So that that was that was my and that is still mine now. You know, um, I don't really. I've never had a weight goal or any of those things. I've I've had a like. I just want to conquer. Right. Something. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like so. I'll go to this because I really when I saw this, I was like, oh, that's really fun, and I don't have one of these, but. I think I'm going to start one, and I think it's a fun way to stay motivated um, because I know that we all set lofty goals. Yeah. You know, like in the beginning mm-hmm. of 2019, you have never run a 400 meter race, <laughs> but you decided you wanted to run a 26.2 marathon. <laughs> you know, it's so true. and it's like you know, girlfriend, like set more realistic goals. The realistic, be- and you know what, it can totally be realistic, but. In order to not hit that slump, you need to make sure that there's smaller baby steps in there to say, okay, part of your 26.2 training and plan is going to include your very first 5K, or you can start with one mile. (laughs) You know, all these baby steps that lead up to that 26.2. So um, the thing that I really liked was to create a bucket list of things you want to do. 
in your fitness world, oh. in your health and fitness world. So like some of the examples I saw were if you can't do 25 push-ups at this point in a row without stopping or dropping to your knees or whatever it is, um, set that as a goal, even if it's 10, 10 push-ups. Um, I know that I've done um, whenever I feel like, because sometimes I can get carried away and like I'm a cardio junkie, so it's like, oh, okay, I run and I cycle and I don't do any strength training. Um, so sometimes I'll just say, okay, I'll go through this like little spurt of like, you know, every day to every other day, I'll do 15 push-ups, you know, just to get myself back into the swing of things. Or, and then it's like, I work my way up to, okay, then I'll do two sets of 15 push-ups and then three sets of 15 push-ups. And, you know, just so that I feel like I'm getting some upper body strength in. Now I'm not having that as much, but back when literally I barely had time to fit in a 30 minute run, yeah. that's what I would do to try and get myself to that point again. But, um, you know, some of the smaller steps like we talked about, or well, they're not smaller steps, but when you, t relatively speaking, when we're talking about a 26.2, um, like a bucket list is to do a 10K. A lot of people put 5Ks on there. Um, that could be one too, run a 5K or run a 10K. Um, and then another one for not cardio junkies is to master three yoga poses. That's just, these are just ideas that I saw online and I was like, oh, I like that. These are fun. Because yoga is hard. Yes. And it is. It's hard. Like even I can do downward dog. Oh my gosh. We were doing, we do yoga for kids, um, at night sometimes before bed. And it was so funny because Zachary, Alexa likes it too, but Zachary, my seven year old, he... Um, he was like, this one is kind of boring because it was kind of like, uh, it was the real yoga, uh -huh. but it was kind of geared towards kids. So, you know, like the three-legged dog pose where, you know, you're in downward dog and one leg is up. She was like, and raise your tail. Like, you know, it was kind of <laughs> cute. Whereas some other kid yoga, they like full-blown makeup poses, yeah, you yeah. know? So I yeah. think that he was kind of disappointed in the fact that this was like real yoga. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, he is... I feel like he is rocking his yoga practice, like, as a seven-year-old, like, doing... And, That's amazing. And he was cracking me up yesterday because um, his kindergarten teacher last year said, I've never seen a kid that did such good push-ups in kindergarten. Apparently, he's a real... Well, I know. <laughs> like, I've seen him do... He does really good push-ups <laughs> at seven. And he was doing these push-ups yesterday, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Zachary. I guess it's all the yoga that he's been doing. Yeah. yeah. So to, to master three yoga poses. I like that. That I might be that, on my bucket yeah. list. Well, I, it's funny because I wouldn't say I had a bucket list, but I definitely will do this because mm -hmm. that's something I do need to find to continue the mm -hmm. motivation, right, for myself. I had, I've done a couple of 5Ks with my kiddos, mm -hmm. like doing fun, like things like an right. inflatable race and stuff. And I always try to do one of those a year with them because they love it. Right. Um, but I've never done really anything past that because I find no joy in running. Yeah. Well, and that's okay. <laughs> but I, but I find joy in doing races with the kids. Yeah. And that definitely, you know, yeah. feeds my soul. But doing yoga, I, it wasn't on my bucket list, but mm -hmm. my goal my first year when I started working out was to get through 10 consecutive push-ups without, yeah. and I was able to do that. Right. And the next year it was up to being able to do two full pull-ups unassisted. Yeah, that's able to on do the that. bucket list too. Yeah. That's, I mean, I feel like as women, pull-ups are just really hard. Oh my gosh. They're so hard. The fact that I did it, I don't know how, yeah. but I, I mean... I worked real hard for it. Yeah. That was a goal. And then this year, mine was to get through 25 double, unbroken double unders. Yeah. Um, so. That's awesome. Down to 10. That's really awesome. I feel like that's the, I mean, you know, what were the other, yeah. I'm going to make ups. a bucket. Yeah. A visual bucket. Yes. <laughs> I think that, but I think I that, that. Um, in order, like, and I think the other thing too is like the bucket those items that we just talked about, you can change them, you know, like, you know, 10 pushups can go to 20 pushups and 20 pushups can go to 30 pushups. Yeah. And it's like, you can, it can be a constant moving target mm -hmm. to keep you motivated. And, and well, this leads to my last, um, little tip here, but 
is to celebrate the small successes. And I feel like a lot of times we set these lofty goals like the 26.2 and you're like, oh my gosh, it, I'm signed up in November and I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not getting accomplished. I'm not checking any boxes. Yeah, sure, I'm following a training plan. But what am I really accomplishing here? When if you just backed up and said, hold on, sister, let me do a 5K, you know, you can say, yeah, girl, I just did a 5K and celebrate that small success rather than focusing on the fact that you've got so far to go with your 26.2. I you know? mean, you literally just described me last year. <laughs> because yeah. I started off the year because I, you know, hit 40 mm -hmm. and was like, well, what's my new goal? Right. Well, I know I'm going to do this marathon. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this half marathon. I'm going to find the joy in running again. I am going to do it, people. Right. I'm going to do it. And I should know better. Because I started a training plan, started working in the running, um, but there was no like celebration to, right. towards that. So I got demotivated, right. and then for whatever reason, I should know never to run a marathon in November because I always get sick mm -hmm. in October, November with the weather change, right. and it always sets me back. So I know my two times of the year, which right. this time of the year and that time of the year, and if I'm going to do something, I should start with the you know five k. Right. And do something like that, and I should not do it in those time frames. Right. Lesson learned, but I'm not kidding. I that what you just said is me. Like yeah. I always start with the biggest goal right. possible. Right. And it's it again. We go back to like that's what we do as humans. We start with these big lofty goals. And I think that um, the other thing that uh, oh, I just lost my train of thought when it came to the we were talking about half marathon and celebrating the small successes and now I can't remember what I was going to say I don't know um but I think that you know giving yourself that pat on the back mm -hmm. to say hey we made it here even if it's not oh that was okay here we go again sorry full circle um this is how my brain works uh what I was going to say is if you start like you set this goal and you're like yeah, I just really can't find the joy in running. That is okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. It is totally okay. Find something else and it should be fun. Don't force it. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like there are certain things that I don't want to do. You know? Like, mm -hmm. I and I think that... So true. <laughs> you know, running is something that I feel like a lot of people want to be... Want. I feel like a lot of people want to love running. Yeah, because it's an amazing way to burn calories. Right. But I think that there's a lot of amazing ways to burn calories. Mm -hmm. Yes, maybe it's not, I don't know, maybe it's not as efficient or whatever. But, you know, there's lots of different ways. And I feel like I am in that world. So I see people finding their jam, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, mm -hmm. quote unquote. Um, sometimes it's, you know, water aerobics, <laughs> sometimes it's Zumba, sometimes it's cycling or whatever it is, but, um, maybe it's not the actual act of doing that activity. Maybe it's the feeling that happens afterwards, but it should at some point during that or after that bring some joy after a certain period of time. It doesn't have to be like right away when you're like, oh my God, I've not run forever and you know, yeah. whatever. It could be that celebrating that success brings you joy. If that's the case, sure, stick with it. But if there's zero part of that that's bringing you joy, it's uh, fine. Yeah. Back off and set a new goal. Yeah. I think that's the part that I haven't done. Mm -hmm. I have not stepped back reassess and then just said okay yeah well, that didn't right. work don't beat yourself up can I tell you how much I beat myself up over that not being able to do that marathon Aww. and and what I should have done is just like you said just reassess it said this yeah. isn't gonna happen it's not bringing me any joy let's find the win where I can find it right which is you know here yeah so um but yeah I think so I need I'm not the kind of person that needs lots of pats on the back but I definitely think it's worth celebrating, mm -hmm. you know, the, the small victories to keep right. me motivated. Well, and there's I lots of that. different, you know, celebration is relative also. Yeah. Like, it could just be, um, I don't know, just something 
so small, whether it's, uh, I don't know, I'm thinking of different celebrations. I feel like uh, back in the day, I used to, a long time ago, like I would like put money in a jar and then it's like, oh, like if I hit a certain goal, then it's like I get to buy something with that money, you know? Like, yeah. Um, just little things like that. I can't think of any right now off the top of my head. Probably not food related <laughs> if we're talking about health and fitness. I love food. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be an acai bowl. Yeah. Oh, I heard those are great. Those are good. I heard those are so yes, good. Yes, they're so good. I all these years I've never had. I've heard mm-hmm. they're so good. <laughs> they're delicious. Um, but yeah, so that's. I mean, that's how I would suggest you unslump from like a fitness and health on January thirtieth. Yeah. Perfect timing. Cool. Perfect timing to start the new year. I had posted a funny post that the new year really starts for me in February. <laughs> yes. <laughs> January is just a trial month. Right. That's right. Um, and so we're really kicking off the new year where you can now say, okay, was my new year's resolution successful? Right. Maybe not. Yep. But that's okay. It was just and, a practice. Yep. Right. That was the practice round. And now we're getting into the full steam of the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and... If you are in that rut, whether it's in the, you know, from the physical aspect, like Jen was talking about, or in the mental aspect that I was talking about, the first, like, don't beat yourself up. Right. Um, it's all right. We've mm-hmm. all, as you can see, um, Jen and I, we're very positive people, yeah. but we definitely we know. We all hit those slumps. Yeah. We all have them. So we're hoping that today what you take away from the pod is that um, you're not alone <laughs> and that it's okay. And it's just this time of the year, and now it's time to go out and conquer. Yeah. You know? Get it done. Get it done. I would play Eminem if he would allow me to <laughs> right now. I'm getting ready to wrap up the pot, but it has a lot of profanity, so I cannot. <laughs> um, but just pretend like I'm playing it in the background, right. okay? <laughs> um, and so our six degrees yes, of, um, positivity. of positivity, you know, um, you know, we're always talking to want to leave you with something to make sure that you go out in the world and continue to um, encourage people to lighten up um, because things are so negative sometimes mm-hmm. uh, would be the kind of the theme is, you know, gratefulness and paying it forward. Right. So we'd encourage you to look at a way to pay it forward um, this next week. Find that person to share joy, buy the coffee, sit down and be that listening ear, help them out of the pity party. Right. Um, you know, those are all ways you can pay it for. It doesn't have to be something purchased or bought. Right. It could be just time, which mm-hmm. can be the most valuable gift. Exactly. All right. So, so yeah. There we are. There we are. Welcome back to us. <laughs>